and I procrastinated, procrastinated because I face all, you know, often still I face plant in my old story of I have nothing to say. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. So I did a thing in June of this year (laughs) that I would have found unimaginable a couple of short years ago, um, I started thinking about taking my message about midlife reinvention beyond the podcast and out into the world. Yeah, I can't even believe I'm saying it right now, but I decided I wanted to become a speaker. (laughs) Seriously. You have no idea how much public speaking freaks me out. Even with my theater training, I've always been terrified of getting in front of an audience to share my own personal thoughts. So in the early spring, I joined a course that was being taught by Johanna Walker. And six weeks later, I had written and delivered my talk for the first time. It was crazy and fun. Well, as I got to know Johanna better, I realized that she has a great midlife reinvention story herself. So I invited her onto the podcast to tell her story of becoming a speaking coach and storytelling expert at the age of 49. And we talked about how opening her own business forced her to grow in ways that she couldn't have even imagined. I can't wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, here's Johanna Walker. Hey, Johanna. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm delighted. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, You know, I always like to say how I met people and I was thinking back to the first time I met you in What Works and was it was it in a monday huddle it was in a monday huddle yeah it was right and i remember you asked for volunteers to come be your um practice audience for a yes. webinar you were going to host it was like your was that your first webinar ever or i think it was my first one yeah wow yeah wow And I ended up going and I was like, okay, this is interesting. But I wasn't even, I like, I think I said yes, just because I could tell you needed some help. You know what I mean? You were like, I really need an audience and I've got the webinar and it's tomorrow or the day, the day after. And, you know, you, so I was like, oh, geez. So, and I had the time. So I showed up along with a few other people and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I noticed you were, you were doing it again. And went ahead and, and thought, oh, I'll check in and see see where it's come, you know, because I think it was the same same webinar, basically, yeah. and and, and yeah. you had maybe done it a couple of times by then, and then I, and then I was like, oh, that that is interesting. And by that point, I was actually starting to think about doing some speaking, right? Which two years ago, three years ago, no way in hell, no. <laughs> So, so interesting the way you come into my life. Yeah. 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 It was great. Yeah. I remember you, you were very helpful (laughs) as an audience member, you know, I was just like, I had never done that before of like having a, that's not really true. I did it for my TEDx talks. I had a bunch of practice audiences. Yeah. For my TEDx talk. But But different, right? Because you were trying to figure out the tech, you were trying to figure out slides and timing and all that extra right yeah yeah Yeah. it looked really scary (laughs) I've never held any kind of webinar or anything like that (laughs) it's really different it's really different from speaking yeah 
it's really different from speaking. You have to just such a different energy and a different dynamic and you don't get the energy from the audience. So you gotta, you gotta kind of generate it yourself and you gotta keep your eye on the camera, not yeah. the screen, you know, right. and so it's disorienting and I've definitely gotten better at it since you know, the last two years. Yeah. I mean, really like from the first one, you, there was a lot, I know you were still figuring out a lot of the tech and, and, and you, I could tell that you were like, and I was like, Oh, I wonder how it went. I don't even think I got to ask you afterwards how that first one went, but watching you the second time around, I was like, man, she's got this down now, you know? So that was cool. Very cool. And then you talked me into doing your course I was like, oh, I don't have time. This isn't a good time to do it. <laughs> Typical me. I, I, I prefer rather than talk to you into it, I prefer like opened the door and show, you know, like, like pointed you towards the thing that you want. You did. You did. And I'm so grateful that you did it. I mean, you did it in such a, a generous, great way. And I'm so grateful that you did because what the timing of me taking your class. So just for anybody listening, um, the class that, will you describe your class? It's craft your talk. And I take, I take people from seed to stage from the seed of your idea to get clear about the idea you want to be known for. And then we develop the talk, find the stories, build the arc. And then at the end of the course, you get to deliver the talk. I knew you could say that so much better than me. And so <laughs> when, when, when I was looking at your webinar, I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. That looks amazing. It's exactly what I need right now. But it was the spring as we were coming out of the COVID shutdown and people were starting to have their vaccinations in them and all that stuff. And my photography business was picking up like crazy, like, cause I guess there was a pent up demand for people that hadn't been able to get their headshots done in over a year and, um, right. and family stuff and all kinds of things, businesses needed things. So I was like, I, I just don't even, I don't even know how I could do it, you know? And, uh, and I, I realize now that, um, if I hadn't done it, was six weeks, right? And if I hadn't done that program with you, there is no way in hell that I would have a talk now. Yeah. N no way. It, yeah. it just wouldn't have happened. I'd still be thinking about it. Right. <laughs> Crazy. So thank you. Yeah, that's what I mean. When you have the date on the calendar and and the support, the accountability, the, the next step, I yeah. hear that so often. It's like, yeah, I wrote my talk. I got the dang talk written because it's yeah. been on it's something for a lot of people. It's something that's on their list. Like, yeah, I want to speak. Yeah, I want to speak. But taking that step is like, Ugh, how do I do it? How do I craft the talk? I got other things to do. I'm busy. I'm distracted. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Anyway, it kind of almost sounds like we're in a, in a on a sales thing right now. So I want to I want to back yeah. up because yeah, I want to yeah. go. I want to go to your story and hear about what you did to start your business. Cause you did it when you were 50, is that right? I was 50, maybe 49, I uh -huh. can't quite remember. Yeah, so give us a little bit of your background before you went into Johanna, what, Johanna 2.0, would you call it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my background. I was, you know, I was a starving artist. I in in junior high, I was interviewed in junior high in the junior high like newspaper that was like mimeographed and copied and sent around to the students. Somebody interviewed me for some reason. I was being I don't remember why, but they said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I was like, "I want to be a starving artist." That's hilarious. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's just what ends up happening but uh, you know, know. it's just like <laughs> i thought that they went together i just thought they automatically went together well, you know i didn't you know, know what? there were any other options that is such a good point because really that's the truth 
we we do yeah. think that that goes together. And and even though I may not have, because you know me too. Hello, raising my hand as a theater person, um, it's almost like you take a vow of poverty, and yeah. you know, or any money that I ever made turned around and got reinvested into headshots and whatever I needed to do, you know, going out, going out was networking right back in the day and, and, uh, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, crazy. So I was just, I was just kind of in my living my fate as a starving artist and just accepting that and just thought that this is my lot in life. I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to live hand to mouth and scramble. The other was part it theater of that story, or was it, what, what it was, was your art? It, it, originally it was painting. I was a wow. painting major in college and I lived in New York city and I was an apprentice for an artist and wow. worked in an art gallery and waitress and, you know, did that stuff. And then mm -hmm. I started dancing started doing dance and theater and and was always a writer so i was very multidisciplinary you know mm. i was a multi you know and and i think where i started getting more serious about being an artist was as a writer and performer mm -hmm. and i did solo theater and did dance and movement theater and and painted houses i was a receptionist i was a waitress and i just thought that was the way it was going to be. And the other part, the other disempowering story, you know, message, like one was I was going to be a starving artist and two, like, I'm going to get married and a, I'm going to get a husband to take care of me. So I don't really mm. have to figure out my money thing because I'm going to get married and a husband is going to, is going to take care of me. Mm. And um, that didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't find that husband, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll tell I, you, even as somebody who's married, my, you know, we, we're, we, we both, you know, it's not like, I mean, he, he makes more money than I do now, but we've switched off like, you know, or, or been, we both needed to work for the most part, you know? So it's yeah. amazing. Like you, I, and I too, I have to say, I think I shared the idea that maybe, maybe somebody might take care of me, but you know, so you had to, wow. So it you had to come deep. to that, was deep. that message got in deep. Yeah. You know? yeah deep and so i it was kind of by accident so yeah then i started oh i was leading community groups i led a, a group of teenage adolescent girls doing writing and performance i worked in a senior center with senior adults doing storytelling i worked in a jail with women in jail wow. telling stories and creating performances so i did a lot of great community arts work you know yeah. And then somehow made my way, somehow made a living with painting houses and doing admin work. And I stopped waitressing finally. That was really hard on my body. And yep, that is hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then when I was 50, I went to grad school. I got an MFA in theater in sort of like follow your bliss and don't be afraid and doors will open where you didn't know there would be doors. So I like went into deep debt to get an MFA in contemporary performance, mm -hmm. you know, which was like, okay, if I follow my bliss, the doors are going to open and all, all my debt is going to be, all my student loans are going to be paid because I'm following my bliss, you know? And I graduated, I graduated with an Emma MFA and a, a massive debt. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, where are all those doors? Right. You know, that's the hard thing about theater is there's no, there's no, there's no ladder. There's no, there's no like check, check this box, check this box. Like there are in some other um, career paths. It, it is right. Yeah. I, I wasn't even doing mainstream theater. My, my degree was in contemporary performance. It was like devised theater, you know, solo theater, it wasn't like, ah. you know, going and doing a play with a regional theater company. It was Did like they creating... teach you anything about business when you were there? No. Right? No. That's no. such a lacking thing in, in programs like that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So there you are flapping in the wind, so I had right? Some good experiences. I made some art. I made a solo show. I, you know, had some great teachers, met people. But then when I graduated, I was like, I got to figure out how to make some money. Yeah. You know, and that was when I was teaching a solo performance class 
and one of my students was invited to give a TEDx talk. And this was before TEDx was like a household name. It was before mm-hmm. TEDx was just ubiquitous. And I was like, oh, she asked me if I could help her. Because I had spent, you know, I was mostly teaching and directing solo theater. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, sure, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Like, I don't really know anything about the speaking world, but okay. And I helped her and it was like, whoa, that was fun. And she paid me, she paid me 50 bucks an hour. And that was more than I'd ever made. You know? Wow. Yep. And I was like, I can do this. I could hang my shingle and be a public speaking coach. Oh, I was actually doing prerequisites for nursing school at the time. Where are you? Yeah. Wow. And when I had this idea to be a public speaking coach, I honestly thought I could, I was like, oh, well, that'll be a great way to, to make money while I'm going to nursing school. Yeah. Because I, I had no totally idea what that. it actually meant to run a business. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No idea. You know, I thought I could say I'm a public speaking coach and then I would have a full roster of clients and that would be it. I had no clue about sales and marketing at all. Like zero clue, zero clue. I feel yeah. I was the same way with <laughs> photography. Same, same. Bought my it's big fancy camera, word. got myself into, you know, did a little study from home program, started little <laughs> bits here and there. I was working a full-time job, picking up little, little gigs, little, little family sessions, little headshot sessions, you know, it was, I was working, I was getting paid, but I had no clue how to build a business and no clue how to charge an amount that was sustainable to run a business. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Mm. Yeah. Really amazing. So I, I reached out to a friend who had he was, he had gone through the same theater program as I had. He lived in the Bay area, had a business as a public speaking coach. And I just called him up and said, Hey, what, what have you figured out? I'm, I want to do, you know, do this. And he said, Oh yeah, actually thinking, uh, thinking of taking my business is going great. I'm thinking of taking on mentor mentees and having trainers in my program. Nice. Okay. And I thought, Oh, and he was like, I'll take you on as like a beta, as a beta mentee and show you the ropes. So he, I spent six months working with him, showing me how he used our theater training to support speaking on stage and the basics of building a business, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And there was a point where we were working together and he said, okay, now you're going to have to go speak. You're going to have to go get a speaking gig. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm not a speaker. I can help people speak, but I'm not a speaker. I have nothing to say. You know, I mean, I literally, honestly, it was came as a total surprise. Oh my God. I I can totally imagine like (laughs) my heart is seizing up. Right. Total surprise that I would have to go speak. I was like, no, no, no. I, I, I don't have any, I have nothing to say that's worthy of a stage. What are you talking about? Right. If you're going to do this, you got to get on stage and speak. And I was just like utterly terrified. You know, and the other thing that happened was. But funny enough, I mean, you had, you were writing one woman shows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it feel that different to you to, to to move from yeah. a theatrical type setting to just a straight up speaking setting? It felt that different, yeah, huh? What it was for me was it busted up against my smart stuff. Mm. It was like, I'm an artist. I can tell a story. I can get on stage and be an artist, but to, to claim authority, mm-hmm. to, to like claim authority that I could speak my thinking Mm. rather than just like share my creativity I could share my creativity I was comfortable on stage as an artist but to to be on stage as an expert oh my god are you in my head Johanna my authority (laughs) what you're in my head you're in my head that is exactly my challenge oh my gosh crazy to to get on stage as an expert and claim authority was a massive leap Mm -hmm. massive leap so how did you overcome that? Well, I, I got a 
like the, I think it was like the next day. It was kind of a magical thing that the universe gave me. The, that weekend, I think it was the same week I had that conversation with Jonathan. I was at a marketing workshop in Boulder, and one of our assignments was to give a Twitter pitch to be able to say what we do in 140 characters. And I toiled oh. over this. I toiled and toiled and toiled and got it down to 140 characters. And the next day I spoke it. And, you know, I had presence because I'd been on stage. I could, I could. Sure. See. You've once got I that training, right? You can bring that. Right. Yeah. I could totally bring that. Yeah. And once I knew what I was going to say, boom, I nailed it. And I did that Twitter pitch and I nailed it. And somebody came up to me afterwards and said, do you speak to groups? I think you'd be great for our networking group. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's great. I'll do it all the time. <laughs> and then I went home and like hung my head over the toilet in terror. <laughs> I'm freaking out for you right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so then what happened? My goal was to just make it through that talk. And I did. And because, you know, and I, and I, and I definitely leaned on my skills as a theater performer. I, I knew how to be on stage and be in front of a room and mm -hmm. and it went it went great it went great I survived and people liked what did it. you talk about that time do you remember I told my story about being afraid of speaking and how you know so part of it was story yeah I talked about I did it you know what I you know what I did it was very interactive I kind of did it more like a, a workshop because mm. I was comfortable teaching. Mm. I was mm -hmm. comfortable teaching. So it was like I got people on their feet and kind of led a workshop. Okay. Yeah. So, so it didn't, so it was fun. You know, it was fun and people liked it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can do this. I just, Did that yeah, happen? started getting more speaking opportunities and learning more about how to craft a talk and how to craft a talk that converts. And mm -hmm. it was just my own study and practice then after that. Wow. And then you've done, you've done two TEDx talks or more? I did a TEDx talk and I did a TED style talk. Oh, kind of TED okay. style, not an official TEDx event, but it was TED style. And that was early on. That was another terrifying moment. And I was invited to do that talk, maybe just a year, maybe a year into my business, I was invited to give that talk. Was that the Ted style talk or the actual that was TEDx? The Ted style talk? Ted style yeah. talk. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. That was the talk about not having children, which was a very, very personal. <sighs> oh my gosh. Very personal. It was journey. Really moving. Personal. Yeah. So that, and that, that that emboldened me when I gave that talk that emboldened me because it was like oh I can be real I can be myself I can do what I do I can tell a story and I can move people so that talk was really and I was terrified to give that talk I can terrified. only imagine how because you you put it out there with that talk yeah you 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 laid you 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 laid you laid yourself bare in that talk. Yeah. yeah. I was writing that talk in the dressing room before twenty minutes before I was finishing the talk in the dressing room twenty minutes before I gave really? it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I for weeks was toiling it over and I couldn't like how do I write a talk? I have no idea. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do this. I was banging my head against the wall and then the talk was on a Saturday night. On Friday night, I sat down and just like wrote it. And then I had to like learn it and memorize it and get it in my body. And I was still, so I remember sitting in the dressing room still like just like piecing it together. I, I don't think I can do that like 20 minutes before. I, I need to be, I need to know. Wow. Wow. I do not recommend it. I definitely <laughs> don't recommend it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't recommend it. But yeah. once I, you know, and, and I've told this story many times is that it was when I really wanted to bail. I really wanted to bail. Yeah. And even standing backstage before I gave that talk, I wanted to bail. I was considering just like walking away. What'd you do to make and yourself go out there? 
I re realized, I said to myself, there's somebody in the audience. If there's one person in the audience who needs to hear this talk today, I'm going to give it for her. Mm. Because in the talk, I speak about Jodi Day, a woman who, who has, Remind she me. has become a lead, Jodi Day. She, she, how do I say this? She works with women without children. And she has been mm. a leader as for women without children who either wanted children or chose not to have children, but to right. have another. No, I think her, her focus is women who wanted to have children and didn't mm -hmm. and really supporting them and creating an abundant life without children. Like what's their plan B? And um, so she, I had heard her speak and it was the first time it was when I was still really processing this, not having had children and, and um I heard her talk and it saved my life. It was just wow. like, oh, I'm not alone. Like there's a whole community of other women who've had this. I was so grateful for her talk. I was mm. so grateful to hear her speaking publicly because for me, it had been such a private journey. Right. It had been so private and, and shameful. You know, it was like something I didn't want to speak about because of the you know, the expectation and the culture and the disappointment and all that people would pin on me. And so it had been very private, certainly within my close circles of friends, but it wasn't something I was going to be public about. But when I heard her talk, it was just like, oh my God. That's amazing. The power of, of sharing that kind of thing with people. Yeah. It's amazing so what we can I, do for each other. I know. And that was what, so it was thinking of her, how impactful her talk had been to me that I was like, okay, there's somebody in the audience who needs to hear this today. Mm. And so I'm going to get on stage for her. I'm getting a little choked up saying this. <laughs> I, I, I am too. Because it was like so real for me. It was so real. My, my fear was so real of exposing this vulnerability, this incredibly vulnerable, tender place in my heart. And, and to, to expose that was so terrifying, but then to, to consider the possibility that it could make a difference in somebody's life. What happened after you, after you, afterwards, did you, I mean, Brene Brown talks about the vulnerability hangover. I don't know if you've heard yeah. her talk about that, but did you feel a sense of release and lightness afterwards? Or did you feel like, oh, holy crap, I just put that out in the world. Uh, I'm going to yeah, go hide I, under my pillow. Like, I don't remember having a vulnerability hangover. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did. I got really great feedback that night. I got great feedback that night from people who were in the audience thanking me. Yeah, I bet. You know, and... So it was like, oh, oh, I do have something to say, mm. you know? So it was very, it was very significant for me to give that talk. Wow. And then since, and still it's on YouTube and I still occasionally, certainly the first year or two, I shared it with Jody Day. She was very moved and touched by it and she shared oh. it with her community. Wow. And so the talk has been out there among this community of women without children and and um it's touched a lot of people and i've had people reach i get you know emails from people saying thank you and this helped me i shared this with my family because i haven't been able to explain my experience and oh my gosh so it's really amazing for me to get that feedback you know yeah wow that's Amazing. Amazing. That's when you, I mean, yeah. That what, what other reason to do anything right. Then to, yeah. then to have that kind of impact. Amazing. What happened afterwards? What was the trajectory then? I just kept plugging along in my business. You know, yeah. at that point I, I, um, I think, like I said, that was emboldening. So, so 
that story that I came in with of, I have nothing to say, what would I get on stage and say? You know, when Jonathan first said, you got to go out and speak now. To rewrite that story in my own mind was huge. I love that you just said to rewrite that story in your own mind. That is the nut of what I think needs to happen for all of us in midlife is that we need to yeah. rewrite our stories, you yeah. know, because we've all got <clears throat> something, some version of, of it, you yeah. know, that yeah. keeps us from doing the thing that our intuition is telling us to do. Right. Yeah. 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 There's so much, yeah, there's so much more that is possible. There's so much more that's possible when we're willing to rewrite those stories because we get so attached. We get so attached to those stories. We oh, we got evidence. We've got right. years, Decades years of evidence, evidence right? Decades, of evidence. Decades yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real. It must be true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. How did you end up so at the I, TEDx you know, talk? I, say that again? How, how did you then end up at the TEDx talk? Well, yeah, I kept doing my, you know, I was doing my business. I had some programs. I was helping people craft talks and, and going along. And I was working. And certainly I was like, yeah, as a speaking coach and a speaker, like I liked getting on stage and speaking, you know, and I, I, could, I knew I was an impactful speaker. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, one day I'll do a TEDx talk. And that felt like a down the road thing. Like one day I'm going to be a different person and mm -hmm. I'll be, give a TEDx talk. One day I really will be an expert. Like, yeah, I can speak. I'm pretty good, you know, but one day, I, and that was totally a down the road thing. <laughs> and then I was actually in a program with a coach I was working with and her high level clients, she invited her higher level clients to speak at her event. Uh-huh. She was leading a public event and she invited her clients to speak, to give a TED style talk. Uh -huh. And I procrastinated, procrastinated because I face all, you know, often still I face plant in my old story of, I have nothing to say, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I've already said everything. I have nothing to say. What am I going to do? And, and I just stayed in the soup and stayed in the process and in my create in the kind of creative unfolding and, Again, very last minute, the talk revealed itself to me. <laughs> and, you know, I remember I got there and, and I, she was a little disappointed that I was still working on my talk. <laughs> she was going to be on the line here. And I was like, don't worry, I got this. I got this. Anyway, I gave a talk at her event and um, it was, it was awesome. It, it was dynamite. It was definitely the people were very moved and were very, uh, I don't know what to say, just loved it. The, the talk was very well received. It was very well received. And I said afterwards, I was like, is this a TEDx talk? And she said, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I had like, so then I applied. I just applied to a few TEDx's and I got accepted. And it was like, all of a sudden I'm giving a TEDx talk, doing this thing that was totally a down the road thing, a totally one day thing. Yeah. One day I'll be enough to give a TEDx talk. Right. But actually I'm already enough. Yeah. That damn story. And that's the funny yeah. thing I get, just because you overcome it once, doesn't mean right. it's like one and done, right? It's like, yeah. it's going to come around again because we've got those well-worn ruts in our, in our brain and in our habitual thinking yeah. that tell us that thing. But you, like you said, you stayed in the soup, you stayed in the process. Yeah. So important. <laughs> That's really cool. That's a great takeaway. I'm noting that one back in my head. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like staying in the curiosity and and stay in, in the not knowing, mm -hmm. in the not knowing. That's been huge for me is to really lean into the not knowing. 
that yeah. it's not a linear process. And when you can really be present with not knowing and present with the mystery and present with the mess, a little bit messy, and really showing up for that without judgment, mm. without making it a problem, mm-hmm. without making it wrong, just really meeting it, that's when it transforms. It's going to transform and it's going to open up to the gold. Love that. Yeah. Let the silence fall in <laughs> for a second. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, what a journey. And then, so you, how old are you now? 15? 57. 57. Yeah. So, seven years in business, right? I think 49. I think I started at 49. I think it was the year yeah. of my 50th birthday. Because I think it's been long. I think it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. What? So on like switching from speaker to business person, that whole marketing and sales and building the business and f- keeping a pipeline going and all that stuff. I know. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Johanna right now. She's just like <laughs> the look on her face. Um, so what challenges have you faced in that arena? And what have you learned about yourself in facing those challenges? <sighs> That's just a little question. <laughs> yeah, I've learned so much. I've learned so much. It's been, I often say it's been the best therapy, you know, the best, just like, it has expanded me in ways I'm not sure I even, I wanted to be expanded, but (laughs) (laughs) But I've learned so much. I I have a friend that I do yoga practice with every morning. We just started doing yoga every morning at six. Uh I live in a co-housing community and we became pals and started doing yoga. And she's nice to have a partner that keeps you going. Right. That's totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She is relatively new in business and I've been sort of coaching her in the mornings because she's trying to build a business as a writing workshop leader and coach. And so I've been, and I just keep us, I just like, Oh, wow. I really know my stuff. I really know what I'm talking about. You know, and she's just like, you know, like, oh, you know, she wants the goods. She wants the information. She wants that. And there's so much that I have to share. So it's been really fun to be support for her. Yeah. And really recognize how much I know and how much I've learned about marketing and sales. And sometimes I feel like I get a little caught in marketing and sales and forget about what I'm actually doing. Mm hmm about the work I want to be doing, you know, so, so it's always finding a balance, but I feel like what I've learned, what can I say? You know, it's really learning that marketing is about build, visibility and building relationships. Mm. So much that makes me think of your, your visibility challenge that you're yeah. doing right now. So, Okay. <laughs> So you've got this visibility challenge for how many days? 30 days. 30 days. And are you doing a video every day or just something every day? You have to. Well, I'm doing story. The commitment is to do a story every day, Mm -hmm. an Instagram story. And just for me to kind of take off the preciousness, social media has been an edge for me. Like I love being on stage. I can be on stage in in front of 500 people and be fine and and come alive and connect with that audience and feel, you know, you feel the energy in the room, even virtually, I feel like I can still make that connection and find that, that energy. I know who I'm speaking to. I know why they're there. They're there for a reason. They're there because they want to hear me. I've been positioned as an expert, as an authority, you know, so something, something is different about that but on social media it's like you're just putting stuff out into the void <laughs> into yeah this black hole so you know weird. You're, you're a slave to the algorithm 
and who knows who's going to see it. Mm -hmm. And so it's so, I find it so vulnerable and confusing. You know, I've really wrestled with my relationship with social media. And now, especially since COVID, that all my programs are online. It's like, I have an online business. I have to be visible on social media. So I get kind of hung up there. I have gotten kind of hung up there. And I decided to, um, yeah, do this challenge and just post a story, at least a story every day, just to kind of just put stuff out and not be so obsessed about making it perfect. And, you know, what are people going to think and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I started making reels (laughs) (laughs) on Instagram which is fun. It's fun and creative. So it's like, all right. And I'm just putting stuff out and I can't tell yet. I don't know yet how, how much return, if it's going to give me the kind of return I need. And like where I really want to be putting my energy is getting on stages and speaking, you know, I still want to be that to be my main marketing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But okay you can edit that out so you want Um, the stages to be your main marketing yeah I still want stages to be my main marketing but I also have to have this you know social media is a stage and it's like I I'm I'm saying I have to have this and I guess I'm still asking that question is how much do I have to be on social media right yeah oh I struggle with it all the time definitely it's yeah it, it's a struggle. Yeah. How, how, how far into it are you now? The 30 days? Yeah. I think like 10, 10, 10 days, 10 or so 11 days. I kind of stopped counting because already it's a habit. Oh, already I'm just like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Wow. So you've yeah. already crossed the, the, the border from this is terrifying. What the heck am I doing? I'm taking a picture now to post in my stories. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, so all of a sudden, guys, I just looked at what, you know, we're, we do, I do my interviews over Zoom. So, so Johanna and I are sitting here on Zoom and all of a sudden she picks up her, her, her phone and she's pointing at her computer screen to take our photo for her thing. So I just wanted to explain that the visual. Um, I love that. So you're only 10 days in and you're already like comfortable. It sounds like. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Isn't yeah. that amazing? I'll tell you where I'm not yet comfortable. This is my uh-huh. next edge uh-huh. is doing lives. Oh girl. Mm. Yeah. I have yeah. not, I have not gone there. Yeah. No, I yeah. haven't gone there. I will, I will say that, you know, um, I started pushing myself. I, I didn't do a 30 day challenge, like an everyday thing. I just, I just, I just happened. Um, but I was like, okay, you need to do, try some video, try it, try it. You know, this, this is before doing the speaking thing with you. That was just like a hurdle. I knew I needed to get past. Um, and the first times that I did it, I really thought about what am I going to say? I wrote it out. I was, I took, I don't know how many takes like, Oh no, that wasn't, no. Oh, that looks stupid. That, 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 and, and now when I, I kind of have a general idea in my head of, of where I want to go with it. And I, I, I'm like, you know, it's just not as precious anymore. I'm just like, I'm, you know, I might say something that comes off as stupid or uninformed or yeah. not woke or <laughs> whatever, whatever judgment anybody might want to pass on what I have to say, you know, but I, I'm, I'm learning that. And I think this is part of what I'm learning about even thinking about becoming a speaker is like you said, you, what do I have to say? For me, it was always, okay, like give me a script, somebody else's words, a rehearsal process, or even my own words in a rehearsal process, maybe. Um, and I can, I can talk, but I always feel a little, um, like I get lost in the sauce. I, I, I'm, oh, squirrel. And, and then the, my thought process just goes, push, and I don't even remember what my point was you know, and, and so, um, 
terrified to speak in public. And the other thing that would happen to me is if I was speaking about something I really cared about, I would, it would make me cry. Mm. And I it still kind of happen. It still happens. I'm a crier, but you know, less so. And I, and, and it's so freeing to get past that, that I'm like, it's so much bigger than this whole social media bugaboo. Like I'm very conflicted about social media in general, you know, but what I've learned about myself in, in, in pushing through that, like you said, staying in the sauce is kind of incredible. Have you? Yeah. So, yeah. so who knows what your return on investment is going to be for doing this 30 days. Right. But right. the, the, the journey to yourself and what you're finding out about yourself is going to be, right. I, I can't wait to yeah. hear about yeah. it after 30 so days I know and that, beyond. That, that there's value in that. Yeah. You know, and, and then I get to decide if it's, if it's valuable, if it's how I want to spend my time. Right. And if it's valuable to my business. Mm-hmm. And if it continues to be valuable for me. And, and, and certainly if it continues to be valuable for my audience. Right. It's not just about me. It's about my audience. Yeah. So, and I'm still working with video. I, I'm the same way with video is if I, like, I can't do the lives. <laughs> But if I post video, if I make a video and post it, oh my gosh, when I first started doing some videos, I would do 50 takes. It would take me hours, hours mm-hmm. to put one three minute video out because I did so many takes. Yeah. So many takes. And now I can get it down to, you know, maybe three or four takes. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I can't do the lives. <laughs> I am with so. you. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Oh my maybe God. we need to challenge ourselves, Johanna, to do maybe, maybe we should do a live together at some yeah. point. I don't know. I don't know what, here I am just throwing stuff out in the world. Um, it's actually what somebody just suggested to me. I was talking about my fear of doing lives and they said, get on with somebody else and just talk to them. That would be so much easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe we'll have yeah. to talk after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we talk about, but whatever. <laughs> and also, like, I don't watch lives. I don't watch them. I don't either. But sometimes I'll go back and watch somebody's live, but I generally don't go. I'm not usually in an audience for a live thing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's always scary. It's like, is anybody going to show up? I know. What if I'm just there talking to myself? That's awkward. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? So here you are, you did this incredible journey. Like I, I guess the takeaway that I'm getting from, from everything is, is that whole idea of just being open and curious and being aware of what your story is and recognizing it as a story and allowing yourself to move through it, you know, yeah, or ma- or, yeah, or pushing yourself showing... to move through it. Yeah. It's showing up. It's showing up for the discomfort. And I think that's true for so many people, for so many people who come my way. I love getting to support them in being present with the discomfort. Yeah. Because speaking brings up uncomfortable, for many people, it brings up uncomfortable feelings because it puts us up against our old stories. Yeah. And that can be profoundly uncomfortable. You just get to really show up for being human, show up for all the, all that it presents itself. And I feel like sometimes when, I don't know, the older we get or the wiser we get or the more we trust the ground that we walk on, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the more we trust our resources, like my inner resource, my community resource, the more that I trust there, the more room there is for the, the, the harder stuff to show itself, you know, and for the deeper layers of, of my consciousness to reveal themselves. And so being able to show up for that is where transformation happens. Wow. 
you know, and I think doing that in a, in a, so, so having some container, the container creates a safety that creates space for the deeper stuff to show. That's why we can't do this work alone. We can't do anything alone. Why do anything alone? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I am, I am finally beginning to learn that lesson. I've always been, um, I've always tended to do things solo, you know, except for theater, you know, but, but, you know, but, um, it's, I am finding how much power there is in trusting your community and in partnering and working together with people to, um, towards something, how, how much more, again, going back to, to being in your class, there was a schedule. So there was that there was a date on the calendar. So there was that, but there was huge power in being going through the program with, you know, seven other people and watching them struggle uh, just like I was get, gave me the feeling of, of uh, not being alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, watching them have aha moments and and how much you learn from watching somebody else struggle through a question and how much that can inform your own work. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So so God, the time just flies. Like, ugh. We definitely, we, we should do a live. We, I don't know, maybe yeah, we could we should. something like this, <laughs> but where, what are you excited about? What, like, what, what's next? What's happening next? I am, I'm doing this series. I don't know when what's happening right now is I'm launching craft your talk again, uh-huh. I'm launching craft your talk again, and I'm doing a series of free workshops. I'm calling them workshops, not webinars, because I'm doing some interactive stuff and really getting people to workshop their ideas. So yeah. that's what's really fun for me. And I think that's really valuable for people. So that's I'm doing these free workshops to, to share, you know, to invite people into craft your talk. Um, and when, when are you starting that. the next cohort of that? When is mid October, mid October, Okay. And free workshops are end of se- late September, early October. Okay, great. So I will get yeah. that information in show notes for people. So if anybody's interested in stretching your wings, are you thinking about it? Yeah. Oh my, I, I highly recommend it. Um, so, okay. So you've got the, the, the workshops coming up and then the new thing, anything else? Well, you know, the other thing that's been, this is sort of a, my story slam project that I host the story slam in Boulder. Yeah. And I've been doing this. This was a sort of some, a door that opened during COVID after George Floyd was murdered. I started doing, I wanted to use that platform to tell stories about race. And mm. so I gathered, I was like, uh, I don't want to just hand the mic. Normally there's a theme for the month. Normally there's a theme for the night. People put their name in the hat. I don't vet the stories. If your name gets picked, you come to the stage and tell a story. And I didn't want to do that with race. I was like, I don't want to just hand the mic to people and say, here, tell a story about race. That felt like it could be, you know, just. That could go. Yeah. 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 That could get tricky. Yeah. I I was like, I really want to do that with more mindfulness and intention. And so I gathered a group of people, a mixed race group of people to come together and develop stories around race. And what happened was everybody fell in love. It was an exploration. It was a seven, eight week exploration, digging into stories about race and identity. Who am I and how do I show up in the world? And it was so, and a lot of story sharing among people, between people. That was when I started storytelling partnerships that we did in Crafter Talk. We did the engagement partnerships. Yeah. Where you connect with one person. Yeah, that and was I did amazing. that in the story workshop and it was just like, the relationships that got built and the web that was woven to create safety for really deep stories to be told 
And then we did a, a show where each person got to tell a story and it was so powerful. And we did it again and now we're doing it again this fall. Wow. So another round of that. And it's been such like that's work. I it's it just like I love that work. I love that work where stories are really about building relationships and showing our humanity mm. to one another. So I'm excited about that. I'm yeah. wanting to find other venues, other other ways to do that work because are I think those um do do, are, do you stream them? Do you are they available to the watch show? Online? The final show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have to keep me posted on that so I can. Okay. Yeah. Or if you if you have dates, um, this one will be November seventh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So well, I'll make sure. So, um, yeah, I'll have to take some notes after after we stop recording. Okay. Uh, remind me, and I'll I'll put some notes to myself for things to put into the show notes, so that if anybody's interested in checking that out, because that sounds really great. Um, wow, Johanna, thank you. I um, thank you. I learned so much from working with you, and I uh, I really feel like we've become friends. And yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 How, oh, before we go, how can people find you? Uh, oh, they can do my assessment. I've created an assessment. It's called the Confident Speaker Quiz. Oh, cool. And it's just a series of questions that kind of lays out the pieces marketing or mindset, content, delivery, and marketing for stepping onto stage, stepping into thought leadership. So it kind of looks at some of the key points. So it's a great assessment to take. And then I send you results based on, or next steps based on your quiz results. So that's at confidentspeakerquiz.com. Very cool. And your website and is Johanna Walker speaking? Website is johannawalker.com. Johanna Walker, it's just your name. Okay, great. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Watch my stories and my reels. Johanna yeah. Walker speaking. They're very fun. Yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn. So, I, I, you know, find me on social media. Awesome. Awesome. And there. I'll make sure to get all those links available for people. Again, thank you. What a hoot. What a hoot. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be a Facebook Live to come soon, people. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll both uh, <laughs> break our cherry. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> oh, a nice way to end it, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe that. Should I edit that out? I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. We're in our fifties. We can do whatever we want. That's right. That's right. All righty. <laughs> well, how's that for an ending? Oh my goodness gracious. We're all adults here, right? Right? Except for maybe me. Anyway, there you have it. Ah, uh, that was fun. Johanna Walker. Wow. She's such a great example of what's possible when you change the story you're telling yourself about who you are and what you're capable of. I love how transparent and candid she is about her journey and about what she's learned about herself as she's taken on the task of growing her business. Hey, I have some exciting news. I want you to know that after I talked to Johanna, I decided to take her on as my first ever affiliate, which means that if you sign up for her paid program using the link on my website, I will receive a commission. I'm so proud and happy to partner with her and I feel really good about recommending her to you because I found her program to be transformational. I mean. I started the program with a tiny little seed of an idea that she helped me to shape into a talk that I'm so proud of. I'm even doing the research right now to find a TEDx talk to submit to where I think it would be a good fit. You really have no idea how amazed I am that those words are coming out of my mouth right now. So I have a question for you. 
Have you ever entertained the idea of speaking in front of an audience to either grow your client base or to put some big idea of yours out into the world? If so, I would encourage you to sign up for Johanna's free online class September 29th. You can check her out there. I did her free class before I signed up for her paid program and I will tell you that I got a lot of value out of that free class. It was very interactive and filled with useful information, not your standard hard sell webinar. No hard sell. I really hate those. I also hate the bait and switch ones. Anyway, by the way, if you can't make it on September 29th, she'll be offering it again on September 30th, October 5th, and October 6th. So you'll have plenty of chances to catch it live and check her out. She's the real deal, folks. I'll have a link where you can sign up for it in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 65. Also, I would be more than happy to answer any questions you might have about her program. So always feel free to email me at latebloomerliving at gmail.com. And that goes for any questions or any feedback at all. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.